Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Today, Scott joins me and we recap Marathon Weekend 2023, just a few short days ago down at Walt Disney World. We talk about our accommodations, both at Pop Century and Disney's Old Key West Resort for the fun race weekend. And then we dive into the expo and our thoughts on the new virtual queue system. We have some serious thoughts on uh, this new way to try to purchase your merchandise and get your bibs and your shirts and all that kind of stuff. Then we break down the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon and the full marathon. We talk about the volunteers, the great run Disney announcers. And also we give some personal stories from the courses. We talk, give a little update on the uh, golf tournament, the, the mini golf tournament that we had to raise money for Give Kids the World. We review the medals, the ears, and more. Lots of talk and opinions from Marathon Weekend 2023. Don't forget our show today is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today. For all your Disney trip planning needs, the agents are standing by right now to help you out over at the Magic for Less. Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. The one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. You allow us to put out a podcast three to four times a week, every single week. It's because of you. And our patrons will always get a bonus show every week as well. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,221 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're having a great week, and we are glad to be back here in the BOGP studios to talk some Disney with you. And today we're going to recap Marathon Weekend 2023 but hope you enjoyed wednesday's show i know we didn't do listener questions this week but we did record that show before we headed down to florida to run with wade scott and i got together and we had that one cast member one question a little bit different type show but i got a lot of good feedback on that one so uh hope you might have had a good conversation with your family your friends about who you would ask and what you would ask to uh drag out a good story from somebody at walt disney world because think of the stories the cast members have we actually spent a lot of time talking about just that topic with Wade in person as we were down there over Marathon Weekend. So we're going to get right to it. We got lots to share because we made lots of memories just a few short days ago. So joining me today, my brother from another mother up in Michigan, Scotty G. Scott, what's going on? Have you recovered yet? How are you doing? I'm not. A, they, they, thanks for having me again, Mike. But I'm not 100% recovered. Like, I got a pretty bad blister on Marathon Sunday, so I'm hobbling a little bit, so... Haven't gone for a run or a walk yet. I want to tweak that out a little bit, but I hope to get a get a run in here soon. But yeah, other than that, like pain free, everything feels good. It's just that that left heel of mine is struggling a little bit. How about you? So you just call that a souvenir, right there? I mean, it's a, <laughs> a well earned souvenir, is what you could call that. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the same way. We, we had this conversation off the air right before we hit the record button. That I think for a lot of folks in in 
your walk of life, right? You get through the holidays, you know, it's Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas. Then you have that weird week between Christmas and New Year's. And this year, Marathon Weekend just came right after New Year's. And so everybody headed down. A lot of us, you know, did, you know, the, a lot of us were doing the Dopey Challenge. So we got up four days in a row, did 48.6 miles. Of course, we went around to the parks, did a lot of dining, had a lot of meetups, had a lot of fun. Then you get back home. We're in that week where you just get back home. And you're exhausted. You've pushed your body to the limit, sometimes past the limits. But then your work doesn't care when you get back on Monday night. You know, like you're watching the natty and on the airplane on the way home. And, you know, then you got to find where you parked your Jeep in the lot. The, the, the shuttle takes you to the wrong lot. You're supposed to be in D and it takes you to C and all that good. Life hits you hard as soon as you leave Walt Disney World. Then you get to work and it's crazy. I, Scott, I know you feel this, right? This week, the week when you get back to reality after Marathon Weekend, sometimes, sometimes can be a little bit harder maybe than the weekend itself. I agree. It's <laughs> tough. It's tough. It's tough to adjust. And then um, I we actually teased the Liz and I about adding an extra night. Like, so we flew, flew home Monday. And like, why don't we just like, <laughs> why don't we just add on another night, change our flight, come back Tuesday, having another day of like non-running stuff, you know? That would have been kind of nice, but of course we didn't, you know, we like to maximize all our PTO. And I tell you, like, it is a tough adjustment. It's, um, there's nothing like it. I've just been exhausted all week. I've struggled to know what day it is. Luckily we have a Martin Luther King holiday coming up where we get three days off for a weekend. And hopefully, hopefully I'll be back on track after that. Yeah, let's hope. And then princess is right around the corner for those folks going down to run princess. That thing is like scary close already. It's insane. So anyway, let's get to Marathon Weekend. Let's recap it. We had a lot going on. So I know you stayed at Old Key West. I stayed at Pop Century. So quickly, how did Old Key West work out for you for Marathon Weekend as far as accommodations wise? What'd you think? Oh, it's great. So, I mean, it's no secret to anyone that listens to the show. It's my home. It's my home resort. It's my favorite resort at Walt Disney World. I'm not just saying that because I was just there. Like, I think genuinely that is my favorite resort because the vibe, Mike, you know how it is, you know, like all the palm trees, it's low key. The pools are pretty quiet. You know, you can just go out there and relax. There's so many different quiet pools. It's a great place to be. And honestly, it's my favorite place to be for a run Disney weekend, especially like a marathon weekend. One that like really focuses on the Epcot starting area because it is a very, very quick ride to the holding area for marathon weekend. So we do share a resort with Saratoga. So Old Key West is the first one that's picked up. So I get an extra bus ride, you know, you get that extra time to sit down, right? Which is like crucial before a race. So I get to enjoy that a little longer ride, you know, go to Saratoga, then boom, like you're right there in the corrals. But what's nice is on the way home, you are the first stop on the bus. And it's really, it's, once you actually board the bus, Mike, it's like seriously like a four minute ride. It is so quick. And then boom, you're back in your room showering and getting ready for the day. So. Two thumbs up for uh, Old Key West. Love staying there for race weekends. Great place to eat, too. We had a nice dinner at Olivia's with some listeners. That was great. It was awesome to uh, have that opportunity to talk to a lot of our listeners there as we kind of broke bread. At, uh, you know, I think that was Wednesday night, right Right off the bat. Was that Wednesday yeah, night? Or right Thursday? off the bat. That was the yeah. first meal of the trip. What a way to start it. Actually, not the first official meal. No, first official like dinner with lizards. You, me, and Elizabeth had a different uh, first official meal. It wasn't even on property. No, that's right. But we shout out to Brooke for organizing that meal at uh, Olivia's. That was awesome. Brooke from Pennsylvania here on the Sunday night shows. She put that together. A lot of us got together. Awesome stuff. 
buttermilk chicken all around basically is all i remember from that that night and i saw a lot of clean plates so thumbs up there but yeah our first meal we got to talk about this by the way pop century it was just like always it was perfect it was great for race weekend man it was lizard central there were lizards everywhere everywhere and you got the skyliner to go to the parks if you want to race transportation could not have been better from pop century i never on all four days never waited for a bus there were literally 10 to 20 buses staged outside every time when i went out and i'd usually go out about 15 minutes after the start of the bus is running so either 315 or 245 based on you know which time the buses started running and it was just perfect i mean tons of buses were there so pop center was great but speaking of so our first meal i know you and i like to play those what if or what percentage so what percentage of pop century guests do you think were running the races at least one race this weekend so i mean you got to think though that you know that's a good question I would say probably 35% of the population of Pop Century was running at least one race just because, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be there just on vacation by happenstance. But I mean, to tell you, there are a lot of runners. I would say that the Pop Century probably had the highest percentage of runners to the population. Like the ratio of runners to overall guests at Pop Century, I bet you was the highest of any resort on property. I would guess because I think runners are looking for value resorts because obviously you're not going to be you know, taking advantage of your, your accommodations a whole lot. You're looking for a place to sleep and shower and the Skyliner gives you convenience to the parks. Pop Century checks off a lot of race weekend boxes. And I think runners are kind of in the know. So I think that's a good place to land. Yeah. I'd argue Old Key West could be up there too, only because you got a lot of DBC members that run these races too. True. And I hate to put this out there. A good thing I own a DBC at Old Key West because I can book this 11 months, but that is like it is so low point wise that week. I don't I don't get it. It is like it's like ten points a night for Old Key West in the studio that week, with steel compared to like other times of the year. So a it's a great value of your DVC points. Plus you're like right there and close. So I'd almost argue because I had to wait at least five, six, seven bus cycles at the end of each race to get on a bus. So it was just jam packed every every time I was on a bus. Wow. Yeah, in Old Key West. I mean. You, you can hear the announcers from Oakey West and French Quarter and Riverside. It's great. I mean, it couldn't be. We joke about this, but I mean, you could literally probably walk from Oakey West to the starting corrals for the half and the full shorter walk than you could from the buses where they drop you off. Especially in the old days. In the old days, man, it was no doubt you were closer to Oakey West. Anyway, so our first meal real quick, because this isn't really official. We're going to get into all the official stuff. Of course, we started this tradition last year, and it's a tradition that you and I will carry on from henceforth moving forward. It's the greatest tradition of all time. It's the pub sub, because we got to go to Publix. Thank God you rent a car every time. So you flew into Tampa. I flew into Orlando. We both got to Walt Disney World within 30 minutes of each other because of how we, the logistics of, it took you about an hour to get over to Orlando from landing. I think you had a little traffic. I got over there a little quicker. You picked me up at Pop Century. We went straight to Publix. We had to pick up our groceries, water bottles, Gatorades. Uh, I picked up, you know, some English muffins, peanut butter and jelly for in the morning, some Rice Krispie treats, you know, just stuff for the room. And then, but the goal there was the Pub Sub because we don't have Publix here. You don't have Publix there. So give the review of the Pub Sub because we were, we were giving three thumbs up and we only had two. Right. Um, I tell you, we learned some things this time, though, right, Michael, from the pub. <laughs> I forgot sub. about that, right? 
Yeah. And a couple things. So one thing, so a lot of us Walt Disney World veterans love to mobile order, right? You know, that's how we get ahead of the lines, ahead of the curve. You know, I'm going to mobile order and save some time. As we're driving to Publix, I remembered, hey, you can order online. So we had Elizabeth ordering and it was like 11, quarter after 11 or something. The pickup time was noon, was the earliest. Like, so we kind of failed there. Like we didn't, we didn't plan properly for the mobile order, but no big deal, right? We can, we've been doing this for years, right? You, we can go up to a counter and order a sandwich, like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we get there, but we did have to wait a while because yep. everyone loves these pub subs. Right. It's lunchtime. It's it's two dollars off or like I don't know how that how the stars aligned for that. Like we've been talking about this. The chicken tender pub sub was two bucks off if you got the large. So we're like, well heck yeah, we're gonna get the large. Dude, I didn't come to four. That's where we failed. Yeah, exactly. I didn't come to four to get a small. Give me the large. But that's kind of what our lesson learned was because my goodness, a large chicken tender pub sub can feed a family of like six. It is humongous. An army. In our when they brought out the, the chicken tenders that they just put on the sandwich, that was that was a meal and a half, period. Then you have the big, you know, the bread and all the toppings and the sauce and mercy. Yeah. So good. And all three of us ordered, like, they had, like, three people working the station, so the three of us all ordered at the same time. And if we would have, if I would have seen what they were doing with Elizabeth's first, maybe, maybe I would have said, hey, we can split that. Yeah, you know? I know. I because know. It, is, it is just outrageous. But it was a fun, fun little thing, and, like, the one we go to, um, is it in celebration? I'm trying to remember. I it can't, is, I yeah, it is, it's celebration. celebration. Yeah, it's like in a little, it's like in a shopping center that's kind of themed. Like it looks like a little like a village kind of. Everything's got. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. the theming of that. I, I know it. there's like a pizza place in there too that I always want to try. But um, when you order, there's like a little nook off to the side that's kind of like a <laughs> kind of like a mini restaurant where you can go down and have your pups right. up. Like how great is that? Yeah. So we did. So we're so we're sitting there because the first thing we did was get our pub subs right. And I promise we'll talk about the races. We get these pub subs and we're like, dude, they're hot. Because we got them toasted. They asked if we wanted to get them toasted. We're like, heck yeah. I mean, why not? You know, so we got our pub subs toasted. We're sitting there holding like, you know, our little babies in our hands. They're warm. And we're just starving at this yeah, point. Yeah, mine was about seven pounds, two oh, ounces. Dude, I, I know. know Seriously, it was about the same size Mallory came out. This was huge. And so we're looking at each other. We're like, we are starving. This thing is hot. Like, do we, because we hadn't paid for it yet. Because it's handed to you. And we're like, do, do you eat it or do you carry this around the grocery store and do your shopping and then check out and then eat it when you leave? Or we don't know how this works, but we do know that there's that little nook with all the tables and chairs. So we just decide we're going to go eat these suckers and we're just going to take the, the, the wrapper. And when we check out, we're just going to give the wrapper to the cashier and pay for them then. But we're going to eat them now because they're hot. So. We go over to the nook and get ready to sit down. And I think Elizabeth had already got over to get the table and started eating hers because she got hers first. And because you can finish it, Scott, because this lady just pops out. <laughs> that it, I, I don't know if we triggered some kind of alarm or security <laughs> was on to us or what. Like, t- let me tell you, we, you know us, folks. We are honest people. Yeah, we are. We were, we were going to pay for these sandwiches, but my gosh, like three. Three associates from Publix just like were honest and like, oh, are you guys gonna pay for those? Like, and then boom, all of a sudden there's like a, a cash register right there. I don't know if it was like a rolling cash register or what, but it just suddenly appeared. And she's like, oh yeah, let me cash you out right now. Like, and we were thankful for that because then we didn't have to worry about keeping that little sticker, right? Like, we can enjoy our shopping, we can enjoy our sandwich. So that was really funny. Like, out of nowhere, they just like popped up saying, you guys gonna pay for that? I'm like, well, yeah, we were gonna pay for it. Yeah, and then we so, got our cups for the fountain soda machine, and we yeah. we're good. We. Yeah, I got about a 64-ounce cup. Like, it was a the bucket. biggest soda drink I've ever seen in my life. 
Yeah, and so our consciences yeah. were clean, and we tried to finish it. We couldn't, and it was beautiful. And that was how the that's how the uh, vaca- the uh, the vacation. Yeah. It wasn't a vacation. It was the trip. <laughs> the, the The mission started for Marathon Weekend, so we did that. We went over and checked in. Of course, the first things we got to move us along was we went to the expo. Now this year, this is the first time our. I know you had done this in November. I didn't come down in November. No, you didn't run in November, but you just you snuck right. down on me, sucker. I forgot about you. Because you were like, I'm not going. Then I didn't go. Then you went. And then I was like, it's too late. I can't go now. You're I was like, I was mad for a second. Just kidding. But here's the deal. First time we dealt with this virtual queue for the expo. And so both of us were in the air at the time that you had to check in for the virtual queue. So fortunately, we had an army of folks on the ground. I got a hold of Ben Lappin and Wade and you had Beth and Marlesa. I mean, we all had multiple people, you know, pushing the buttons for us that we're connected with uh, on my Disney experience. And so we got, you know, we got a boarding time. We got, a, I don't know, a time to get into the, to the expo. But I think our best time that we got was around group number 79 or I think I was 81 or, you know, it was around that time, early afternoon. So here's my here's my thoughts on this i thought this expo was the most disorganized and chaotic experience i've had at any race any time and i've done a ton of races i've done a lot and i've you know i go to the expo every time and i'm not a shopper this thing was it was nightmare fuel i mean it was a mess so uh, what did you think scott it it was a mess mike um because it because everyone was tied to a specific time and no one really knew like so it was kind of like if you did like a virtual queue for guardians or rise of the resistance back in the day you would get a boarding group <laughs> i like how you worded that mike because it felt like a boarding group it, it felt was like where we we're getting on a ride yeah and it would give you like an eta right like oh it's going to be 300 minutes or it's going to be 240 minutes so you kind of watch that throughout the day and you try to time it right because you only want to go to the expo once <laughs> You know, so I think a lot of runners, including myself, was like, well, we get there a little bit before our time. And because we know how the expo works, we'll get our shirts, we'll get our bibs, do all the other stuff first so that we can time it so that, boom, our group will be called. And I think everyone did this, Mike, and that just led to so many people, right? It was just chaotic. People were just laying on the grass, just yep. waiting for their time to be called. Like, it just it just felt like it was four to five times busier than it should have been if they would have just kept it as they used to do it. Right. Because, you know, here's the thing. I Here's what I say. I understand the rationale of the virtual queue, right? It's in theory, you don't have to stand in line. You have a reservation is what it is. You can show up, you know, okay. When I show up at two 30 in the afternoon, when it, when the app tells me I'm going to be able to walk in with no weight and get in and, and take care of business. However, runners are a different breed. They want to get there early. They want to get their shirts. They want to get their bibs. They want to, you know, check out the vendors and all that stuff. I, I just don't think it works well. And the thing is like, we were group number like, we got in, I think in like 1:45 or something in the afternoon. I mean, that was the earliest time we got. And there were like five of us that had different times, all of us pretty late, except for the front. We had some friends that were in club run Disney. So they were early, like zero one, you know, first groups. But the thing is, like, I always get a dopey jacket. Like, that's that's the one thing I always get. And I usually get Disney gift cards for Christmas. And that's what I use my Disney gift cards for is my dopey jacket. And by the time I got in there in early afternoon on day one, those things were gone. And, and the thing was, not only that, it just looked like a hurricane. It hit hit the, uh, the, the official Run Disney merchandise area. I mean, there was stuff on the floors. There was stuff just 
scattered and people were aggressive. I mean, it was like Black Friday shopping. Like I said, I don't like to shop, but I mean, a couple ladies were like boxing me out. No kidding. Like basketball, like under the rim, you know, like, I mean, Mount, Paige, you know, she, she works in basketball. You know, it's all about, you know, your elbows, putting your elbows and getting your hips in the right place. And you're, dude, I was getting boxed out of marathon week, marathon jackets. I was going to get one. I mean, I didn't want to have to follow this lady, but I was getting a jacket. And unfortunately, I'm big, so that wasn't the size she was going for. But it was, I mean, it was unpleasant this year. And I just hope that maybe they change it up. Maybe Princess will be better because it's smaller. I just wasn't, it wasn't what I was hoping. Yep, it was disappointing, and I missed, I mean, you just said it, like, we missed out on stuff, like, you and I love, love the Nike hats, like, yes. I know this is, like, a really, like, small thing to, like, be upset about, but I love those Nike hats, and they had a dopey 10th anniversary Nike hat, I, I wanted that so bad, and you know what, that was gone, like, in the first hour, and it's just, like, really, like, I don't know, it just, it just, it just bums me out that, you know, you, you pay all this money for the registration, you know, and, and they do a good job. I mean, the events are great. I know we're going to get to it. They, they do a phenomenal job putting on these events, but I just wish there was more opportunity to spend more money. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of crazy to think, but I wish and maybe there's not a good system for it, but the virtual queue was not it for me. Like I rather, if I really wanted something, I'd rather get there early and wait for it yeah. and not have this assigned time. It's just luck of the draw. That's the thing I told, that's the thing I told my wife, I was like, you know what? It is unpleasant to have to wait in line for say two hours, but at least you have that option. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're willing to wait two or three hours and get there at nine o'clock in the morning, nine 30, and maybe wait it out until 11 and be like one of the first 1000 people in line, it's going to be unpleasant, but you have to sit there and play on your phone for a couple hours and, and waste some time. But at least it's in your hands that you're probably going to get a dopey jacket. Like, there was no way I could get in there to get one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had no access no matter what I did until that thing let me in. So, I don't know. I just wish they would go back to the old way and just, you know, I don't think there were a lot of people complaining. I, that I know of, maybe they were. I mean, I didn't hear it. I mean, it, it's not that big a deal. Just It was disorganized, and I think they'll learn from it. Other than that, though, let's move on from that. The race weekend was awesome. First of all, the weather. I mean, Scott, we couldn't have gotten better weather for the four mornings. I mean, do you agree? Overall, the weather was outstanding. Weather was over. Yeah, you, you hit it. I mean, I would say I would argue the 5K was pretty darn warm, um, but it was the 5K. Yeah, so thank God it was, God it was the 5K. Race, so yeah. you can tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. So if that would have been, if it would have flipped and that was Sunday morning, that would have been, that would have been a problem. <laughs> but, but yeah, outside of like the 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 humidity of like the the 5k the weather was great like it was cold like on uh the weekend races the longer distance saturday and sunday i had my mylar blanket shout out to chris who gave me a mylar blanket that he had on saturday like yeah, you're michigander and all but you look cold and gave me a blanket so that was perfect but yeah you couldn't have had better running weather i felt like especially in the mornings yeah i agree just quickly too on, on the merch before we drop it because we have some comments coming in uh, here in the live chat, you know, I, I do wish like Scott Wartman saying a couple other people are saying it would be nice if like to get a dopey merchandise that you had to have a dopey bib, maybe for the first day, you know what I'm saying? And then if you don't have a dopey bib, whatever is left over day two, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all that inventory is just up for grabs, but you know, give people that have a bib that are signed up that have paid $650 to at least attempt the event have a shot and make it just one, you know, one of each item, make it one jacket, one hoodie, 
you know, like you said, the hat, one hat. And so you don't have, you know, the people putting it on, on eBay that afternoon and trying to flip it, you know, because of limited quantities, you know, I just think that would be a good idea. I think that's fair. And I think other races kind of do that where you got to have proof of registration to get certain merchandise. There's a lot of general public merchandise. But I remember that there was a time when that happened though. There was a time you just, the problem was you didn't know what the merchandise was or looked like, you know, you could, you could pre-purchase the pins or, or a weekend jacket. You just took the chance, right? Mike mm -hmm. thinking that, well, what if it ends up being hideous and you don't want it, you know? So, but I would, if, if they just put like on there and when you registered, like if they would have had dopey Nike 10 year anniversary hat, I would have yeah, bought two of them. Totally. <laughs> you know? yeah, and, then, and it helps them know how much they need to order or for supplies. You know, it helps you prepare better. It's like, it's like my park reservation, you know, like, okay, well, we know we got to get 2000 dopey hats because people purchase them online and then we'll have the people that didn't. So let's get 3000 or whatever it may be. I know it's a small number, but it just, I know we we want to move on, but like man, it just frustrates me. It's an easy win for Run Disney to have the the pre-purchase of merchandise. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so weather was great. Let's talk about the five k. Okay, the three point one miler course is the same as it always is. I, I believe it was, where you leave the yeah, Epcot parking lot, you go out into the road, and you basically run World Showcase. You run around Epcot. I mean, it it was just a fun race, and I love that if you're doing because we both did the Dopey Challenge, so we did all four races of the weekend. It's just, it's kind of for me just to give that experience. It's that get the butterflies out morning. It's that family reunion in the parking lot at four o'clock in the morning, morning. You know, it just, it just feels right. You know, it's like, it's all started. And I love that it is a 5k because like you said, it was hot. It was humid that morning, but we knew we weren't going fast. We knew we weren't going far. And, uh, you know, you saw a ton of costumes this day because obviously with the 5k people are more likely to wear Costumes, I busted out the old hot dog just because, why not? Um, it, it was it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was a good course, a good morning. And the good news about this race is you could run it, get it done. You're usually on the bus by the time the sun's coming up. And you can get back and get breakfast. And you can get a full day in if you want to go to the parks or, you know, go back to bed for a little bit. I think a lot of us did that. So how did 5K go for you? But good for me. I'm kind of like the opposite where like, I don't, I don't want to worry about running this race. I got three more races <laughs> up ahead if you're doing dopey. And so I walk it. It's not a timed race. You know, you can take your time with it. It's a good one to stop for characters if you choose to. Um, but to your point, Mike, like it ends, like it's still dark for most mm -hmm. people that finish that race. It's still dark out. You catch a bus. I will say the busing is challenging for the 5k because unlike the other races, right? Everyone, people are spread out, you know, maybe they're hanging out in the reunion area after the race or some are still on the course or at different areas, but for the 5k, it's more condensed. It's shorter. So a lot of runners are finishing at the same time. So it creates a really bad bottleneck for buses. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself waiting a lot for buses. This is the one race. If I had a car, I would actually, I think in the future, I might just drive to just so I can, I think I feel like I would get out of there earlier, but it's, it's just a fun race. Mike, you see all these families, like, dressed up similar like you talked about the costume like they're wearing like there's some of their favorite characters families crossing the finish line together holding hands it's just fun it's just i mean i think they used to call it like the fun run and it mm -hmm. is a fun run for families and I, I just love just seeing all the families out together on this on the race course yeah and that's the best advice i could give anybody it's running a 5k at walt disney world because it, you just brought up a great point scott is that they used to be called the family fun runs and uh, they are, you know, I, I hope that they are still geared towards families. I don't think they use that term anymore, which is kind of sad 
Because, I mean, I remember back in the day, like, I remember running the 5K with Mallory when she was, <laughs> when she was, didn't know everything like she does now. She's 15, you know, and won't run. But, you know, we had a good time together. But the thing is, as a runner, though, you got to remember, be careful, because I did when I was out there, because I was running, but I wasn't running fast. I mean, I was in a hot dog costume, big foam yeah. thing, and I couldn't see very well. But, you know, you had, like, because, like, little kids, like, will sprint, whew, and then they'll just stop and, like, turn around and come back at you. They're like missiles that do like water bugs. You don't know where they're going to go, but they're fast. Like, so, like, little missiles at you. So you can't get frustrated. That's their day. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, for the rest of us, we're just out there to have a good time on the 5K and survive till the next day. That's their day to shine, the little kids, because they can't run the big long races. And it was, like you said, it's awesome to see that because that's the next generation of runners. And how cool is it the families are developing these healthy habits together? And I know, like, you're getting ready to go through that. Emily's older now, but you've been doing that since she was younger, and she's running her first half marathon, run Disney half marathon here next month. I'm excited for that. Yeah, she's been gradually making her way because there's age limits too for these races, right? So, like, once she kind of hits that age limit, she, she does that next distance. But you know what? But you just said something reminded me of something is that, you know, we talk about these families and, you know, kids coming out of the gate sprinting, like whatever happened to the, the kid, like the, the one milers or those like shorter distances. Yeah, that's true. The diaper dashes. Yeah. You know what? Mallory grew up doing those things. Little, you know, little hundred meter yeah. dashes and stuff. Yeah. So I think we're seeing more families perhaps maybe doing the 5k because they've taken those short, even shorter distances away for the, for the younger kids, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, there must be some like, some reason why maybe it's more challenging because like you have to go to viral the sports you know you can't do it like the same morning at the same location but those were a lot of fun too like i loved going to the expo at different days believe that or not because i don't like the expo i actually (laughs) enjoyed going multiple times because it was fun to watch it It was was. fun to see like those other kids doing those dashes you know those shorter distances but maybe they'll maybe they'll come back someday who knows yeah i totally i i'm glad you brought that up because i have great memories of mallory when she was real little doing I want to say it was like a, it was just like the straightaway on the track at ESPN. And, you know, Carissa was over there. She was announcing it. Like she made them feel like they went to the Olympics. Like she got a picture with Carissa when she was like a little tyke. And, you know, they had like people drawing free caricatures and, you know, little giveaways and DJ. It was a party over there. Yeah. They need to, I didn't, I totally forgot about it. They need to bring that back. That was one of the best things going for little kids. It really was. Yeah. It was a family event. Okay. So, 5K was awesome, so we got that out of the way. 10K on Friday. You and I both agree that 10K is our favorite race out of the four. Now, give your reason as to why. Give your reasoning. Because my reasoning is it's one that you can kind of go for. <laughs> you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like, if you want to. like, And not, like, really, like, hurt yourself for future races. Like, potentially you could. Like, if you go all out and then, like, you got to save. You got to say something for those other races. But I feel like it's kind of a competitive race. You get some good park time. That's one of my favorite things too. Like, you know, you get to run on like around the beach club area and boardwalk a little bit. You get some good Epcot time. And another thing for me, Mike, it's one of those races where I can end and it's still dark outside. And that means something cool to me because I'm not super fast. And I think there's something cool about kind of like with the 5K, like starting in the dark and ending in the dark or right as sunrise is happening. It's a cool moment for me. So that's why the 10K will always be my favorite distance of the, the race weekend. Yeah, the 10K, I love the 10K because it's it's a longer race, but it's not too long, right? I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it takes usually for most people between an hour and 90 minutes, you know, between an hour and an hour and a half and you're out of there, you know, two hours max. And it, it's a great course. And the way it is over marathon weekend, the first three miles, 
you kind of just get them out of the way. That's the road part. You start out in the parking lot, you head out on the roads, you go, you know, down, you come back up the hill. You know, those first three miles, you're just kind of getting your legs under you. And you can go for it because once you kind of get over that hill, things do start to spread out a little. Now, they jam, they jam back up once you get into Epcot and World Showcase because this isn't really... I have gone for it in this race and run pretty decent times, but it does, unless you're in one of the real, like, a crowd or something, you are going to be in a mass of humanity for a good part of this race. But it's a fun race because after the first three miles, you are really on stage a lot of the time, or you are, like you said, on the boardwalk. And there's something, my one of my favorite places to run is the boardwalk. There's something to be said about running on the wood, and I just love having the, the, the fans, you know, the, the people there with the signs cheering with the cowbells and all that stuff. I love that stuff. I mean, and I love the signs for people I don't even know. You know, I just that, that entertains me. That carries me to no end. And I love seeing that the boardwalk is a great place. And that kind of gets you right back into the finish line. And that's like you said, that's a great morning because, again, you're back, probably back to your hotel by seven o'clock, seven thirty. You can shower, get a breakfast, and you know, you're good to go by nine o'clock in the morning. You have a full day in front of you if you want, or go like I said, yeah. or go back to bed again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's something about that. And it's what's fun about like the 5K and the 10K too, because we finish these races so early. I love like texting like my coworkers and like like a photo of me and my medal, you know, and be like, Hey, what have you guys done today? Like they're just starting their work day and like boom, we've already done like a 10K, you know. And another cool thing I liked about the 10K course this year, because it switches every now and then, like uh, the the one we just did here in 2023 was different than 2022. Still a great course. But what I love about this is I'm not a fan of switchbacks by any means, but I love the switchback on the 10K because it's a shorter race and it's fun like coming out of the boardwalk area and see people, see people going in. Like one's, one group is going uphill, the other's going downhill. It's, I love getting like high fives to the other runners. Like, I don't know, man, like that is so cool. It's a lot different than the switchbacks you see on marathon day where you're like, <laughs> you're like 21 miles into it. Like you just don't want to see anybody anymore. Like at Blizzard beach or whatever. But when it's mile three and a half, it's a lot different and more fun. That's what I was going to say. Let's talk about switchbacks on Sunday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> We will. We will. We'll get there. No, you're exactly right. That's a fun thing. Cause like, you're right in the 10 K everybody's having a good time, whether you're going, cause you're only about three quarters of a mile apart. If you're coming into the switchback or coming out of the switchback, cause this is that loop around Crescent Lake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a good time. And one of my new favorite traditions, cause, cause you talk about, um, ending early, right? Where you can like get showered up, maybe take a nap. You still have the whole day in front of you. I don't do this really on the half and full cause those are longer days, longer races. But, um, the last couple of years, what I've been doing with my 5k and 10k days is going over to, uh, the uh yeah, what is it, it? the scat the scat cat or cat scat i know scat, i always get scat, it back the uh, scat cat lounge the scat cat lounge and get beignets and like take a photo with my medal with the beignets that's one of my favorite like post 5k and 10k snacks not an ideal breakfast right like some protein might be good in there too but uh i love my powder sugar and um, that's one of my favorite snacks after a race in the morning let me tell you too power tip for folks that are doing this next year or even over princess or, or spring surprise on those shorter races, when you get back on the bus and you're headed back to your hotel, mobile order your breakfast on the bus. And then you can, now for the 5K, it was too early because the, the uh, po everything popped didn't open until 7. And it was still before 7, so I couldn't get it on the way back in. But it gave me a chance to, I mobile ordered my stuff. I went back to the room and showered. And then by the time I got out of the shower and threw on some clothes, boom, I just walked down and hit it. And I got... Now, here's the thing. Practically, there wasn't anybody there, really. Like, I could have just walked up and ordered it, too. But 
at least I got, you know, it gave me something to do while I was sitting on the bus riding back to Pop for 10 minutes. And it, I was hungry. So it gave me, and I always got that, that bacon, egg and cheese bagel at Pop. Whoo, rocking with some tater tots. You saw them. They were on my, you destroy beignets every day. I had the same uh, bagel with, uh, you know, bacon, egg and cheese. And we both won, I think. I had to have protein. Yeah, but I, I like beignets. We both won. You had the protein though. So yeah, so you were beating me there. Well, hey, I'm staying at Riverside uh, when I'm going down in early February for a, a Magic for Less thing. And I didn't know where I was staying because the the agency told me like where we're staying. And I just found out today. First thing I thought of was beignets. So there you go. Beignets. Dude, <laughs> they're so good. That's yeah. like my favorite Disney snack. <laughs> they don't have them at Riverside, but trust me, I'm going to ask for a room that's close to French Quarter so I can just hop over. Okay, so oh, yeah. we had those two races and now we're getting serious. We had, uh, well, let's take a break here, though, kind of halftime between the races. Let's talk about one of the things that you and I talk about a lot and that we really appreciate. It's the announcers. It's the entertainment during the races. We really enjoy Carissa, John Pelkey, Riley Claremont, uh, you know, the other, uh, who, who else Creed. do we have? Creed. <laughs> Creed's funny. And then you have... I, I think uh, that's his name. I just call him Creed. Creed. I don't know. I, I don't it's know kind of reminds me of Creed from The Office, so hopefully I I'm getting that, that right. Is, I don't know. It, they all do such a great job of getting you amped up for the races, entertaining you at the same time, informing you with what's about to unfold, you know, with weather conditions and reminding you to hydrate. But also you and I have this conversation all the time. Like we've been doing this for quite a while. Riley was kind of new to the, to the scene a couple of years ago, right? We didn't, it was, it used to be John Pelkey and Carissa and um, what's his name? The uh, um Rudy. Rudy, right, Rudy. God, I can't remember names today. So that's who it used to be. But then Riley kind of came on the scene. Riley adds a ton to the experience because, as Pelkey says, he's down on the dance floor. He's out there amongst us runners, and he gets the stories. And like you said, and I totally agree, but I'm a sucker. Like, he he, he grabs his microphone and gets out there and just talks to everyone. He's like, why are you here? You know, like, what's your story? Like, you know, you're getting ready to run 26.2, uh, you know, uh, what have you done to get here? Dude, some of these stories and these, he only gets like one minute, you know, like it's quick little hits. But man, it's like an emotional roller coaster anytime Riley throws a mic in front of anybody's face. It, it really is. And sometimes, like, I don't even know if I want to run sometimes after I hear some of those stories because he just goes so in depth. And then, like, I know, like, with the longer distances, when you get into the corrals that are further back, he just he goes on these tangents and, like, you can do this. You got the power. You trained for this. It's your day. And I'm just like, man, like now he's got me psyched up. You know, I, I just love it. Um, but yeah, he's great. I always joke with you. Like I would just love, I wish there was like an auction or some sort where you could like bid to have like a lunch or a dinner with Riley and Pelkey. Cause like, I think that I would just love to chat with those guys. Get them on the podcast. Mike, come on. I would love I to chat with those guys. I, I am going to try to get them on the show because I would just like to hear like their story, right? I mean, I know that Pelkey, you know, he's worked for Disney forever and he's been a radio guy, radio sports guy. He's done a lot, you know, but I just want to know like their background. Like, did they ever run? Cause I know, you know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they're so encouraging to so many. And they've also, you know, so many of these runners pour out their hearts to them on the side. Right. Cause I mean, I've done that, you know, I've told them, you know, Hey, you know, this is what I've overcome this year. It's because the thing is, if you do these races over and over again, you see these, you know, you see Carissa, you see Pelkey, you see Riley and all these others. You see them race after race. And, you know, you get to be kind of acquaintances, not friends, but acquaintances. And you talk to them on social media. And I would just like to know a little bit about their backstory. How did they end up with the gig of getting us all, you know, from the start line to the finish line? And 
You know, what are the cool things they have seen? Because think of the stories they know. You know, we, we right. know like a sliver. They know a lot. And they're, they're, without them, the, the experience for the, the race weekends would not be near what it is. They're, they're a huge part. Yep. And to go and in, go into that, maybe this would be a good transition. Like volunteers, and you know, we love the volunteers. They're fantastic throughout all the races from, from handing your medals, from being there on the course with your fuel, or getting you to the right areas in the corrals. Like it's just thousands of them. Like this, it's impossible to do these races without them. And, but another thing that we think about with the announcers is that those performers those artists that do the national anthem—it's oh, five in the morning. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, you know? it's like four forty-five in the morning, and they're belting it out in the freezing yeah. cold in a parking yeah. lot. I mean, you know they got to be like in a trailer somewhere, like stretching out their vocal cords <laughs> before they do it. They got to be tuning somewhere. But like, we had four great anthems. One was a sax That's solo. Was, like, I sax, love the saxophone. The sax one. was, was my so favorite. Good. That was the ten K. I love that. That was the ten K. Yeah, yeah. That was so good. But like. They're all they're usually like a Disney artist too, like not like a big time celebrity one that you might know, but I mean they're they're on the on the payroll and man, they are fantastic. I just love hearing them and like it's funny, like if you're just hanging out on Old Key West, like a, you know, if you're early, if you're an early riser and you just go out on your balcony and then all of a sudden the national you can hear the national anthem from your balcony, like that's that's gotta be like a funny sight, you know. Exactly. Like, dang, this is a good start to the day. Yeah, if you're not watching the video, all of a sudden like you're just hanging out, have a little coffee on the balcony on your two bedroom at Old Key West, and all of a sudden the sax comes on with the national anthem, you're all of a sudden standing on your feet, hat off, and hand over your heart. Like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. I'm, am I in the military or something? What's happening? The fireworks? <laughs> like right. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it's 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 all well done. And thank you for shouting out the volunteers. I will tell you. More than one volunteer is a listener of our podcast. It's, it, you know, as they were giving out water, hey, Mike, love the show. You know, is there, is there handing me a water? I'm like, that is awesome. Thank you. All the volunteers are great, but those that listen to our show are incredibly, that blew me away. Just think about the water stops alone in the full marathon. So there's like, there's a usually million, two sides and there's like a water side and a, and a power aid. Yep. And there's at least like, eight people in each section like handing you a water then there's people in the bed behind the scenes like refilling them yep so i mean you're talking like maybe like 40 to 45 people in each station at, at least. least right at least and then in the full marathon there's like what like 15 16 stop i mean there's no, so there's probably about volunteers. one there's probably more than that it's probably about one a mile uh, at i don't least think it's one a mile home. but it's it's close i'd say i don't know i'm sure someone Someone can figure it out for us, but yeah, it's there's a lot. Definitely a double-digit number that's probably closer to twenty, right? I well, plus say. the banana stops and the chocolate stops. You know, you got all yeah. that stuff too. And they're doing the medals. They're like getting yeah. you. They're getting you your food boxes. They're, yeah. they're they're out there getting you to where you need to be, like after the race for the reunion or where the buses are. I mean, I know some of those are like cast members too, but but uh, most of them are volunteers. And man, it would be. I know, like. I love the race, not the race director, but the VP of like the water parks, like Farron mm -hmm. Kelly. Like I love it when he comes to stage and talks about everything too. He, he speaks really well. And like, he thanks the volunteers too. And it would be impossible without the volunteers. So thank yeah. you all so much. hundred percent. He, he has the best voice, by the way. <laughs> He's got a great Dude, voice. I would yeah. love to have his voice. When he comes on. I'm like, dang, I wish I had a voice like that. The podcast would be 10 times better immediately with that voice. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the half marathon. Half time's over. The one thing we'll say about the half and the full, the weather was awesome because it was cool for the first part of the whole half, I think. And whole half was it, cool. Yeah, it was, it was just great. <laughs> the whole half wasn't full. The whole half was cool, yeah, yes. It was, it was fine. And, again, we've had really hot weekends. We've had really cold weekends. 
This one I would take every year. Overall, the weather, I would take it every year. So what were your highlights for the half? Um, so again, uh, if anyone listens or follows me, they know I did not put in the training that I would like to on a normal year. So I attacked the half mic just like a, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing the bare minimum this year. You know, I just want to survive. So like 16 minute miles, that's my thing. I'm going to take my time. And that's what I did. I just really paced myself at that like 15 to 15 and a half minute mile. Um, no stress, just like enjoy the course. And it was, it was enjoyable because of that weather, you know, it was really comfortable. Um, there was a surprise and maybe I'll go to it right now, but leaving the Grand Floridian, um, Grand Floridian way, um, you kind of get back on World drive. Usually that's like, you know, you do this like big out and back, basically when you go through the castle and then you go to Grand Floridian way, but there was this ramp cause they've been doing construction there that, that up that hill for that ramp, like really really threw me off and i know you did you too right but it was like you couldn't even see when you got there though right because it was still dark yeah so okay so fly if you know like scott said even if you're not a runner and you're just listening to the show so you know there's a lot of that road rerouting around the magic kingdom right with all the flyovers and it's great if you're in a bus or if you're in a car you know it really saves you a lot of time it's awesome because you avoid a lot of you know intersections and all that stuff well, so we come, you know, we've run this route many times. You come out, you know, it's called Cone Alley behind back by the, by the Grand Floridians. The runners call it Cone Alley. You come down there and it was, by the way, because I was going through there early. It was super dark back there this year. I mean, it was like so dark. It was like a horror movie. I got in behind a guy because he had a headlamp on and then he was too fast. So he took off. I got behind another guy because he had his cell phone out using it as a flashlight. I didn't want to drain my battery, but I just, I drafted this guy for a good mile till we got out where the lights started picking up again. It was, I, it was super dark back there for some reason. I don't know why, but it was crazy anyway. So yeah, you're exactly right though. So since last year, they've obviously done a lot more construction on all these road reroutings, but it was like a mountain. This thing whoo, just out of nowhere, this flyover ramp. And the thing was, I mean, you were a little undertrained. I was struggling because my knee had been giving me some issues since September. I have not trained like I normally do. I've been trying some different stuff, um, walking a ton, and my legs were shot. I found out my legs were shot at the, uh, during the 10K. I knew I was in trouble during the 10K because my legs were toast. I, there was no doubt about it. Like I just knew I tried to shift gears, and there was no gear to shift to. And it was like, it wasn't even staying in gear. Like my clutch was gone. So I, I knew I was pretty bad shape on the 10 K because I was trying to run decent times. That's why I found out this probably is not going to happen. And then when I saw that Hill on that overpass, I go, oh, you're kidding. Oh, you're kidding me. And that's pretty much when it started to fall apart on the 10 or the half marathon for me, you know, we got over it, but it was funny because runners all rally together and everybody that was, and I still running, but slowly. Everybody that was climbing that hill, though, was just like, who put this thing here? <laughs> you know, like, where did this come from? And that was, you know, it was kind of the joke, but we made it. And, you know, again, good weather and a good course. You know, it's always just uh, Epcot to the Magic Kingdom and back. Yep, it's fun, of course. Got to do some more shout outs, though. The cheer squad, right? I love the cheer squad. Elizabeth, my wife, played a big part in that this Absolutely. year, too. She did more cheering than she normally does because we had some first timers out there that wanted some support. So it was great to have <laughs> It's just great to see a friendly face, right, Mike? And I got to see her twice on the tent. I mean, that's, I mean, she was hauling that day. Like, she went to two different spots. So, big shout out to the cheer squads. 
I know I always feel guilty doing uh, shout outs because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget someone. So no offense if I forget you, but I got to give some love to our friend Beth who did her first half marathon. Like that was an unbelievable feat, um, unbelievable accomplishment. So proud of you. I know Brooke did her did her half. Our blessed yep. got out there. She was under training, did it. So many great people in our running community out there, you know, extending themselves, pushing themselves to get that that tough distance down. And I'm so proud of all of you for that huge accomplishment on on Saturday and Sunday, the whole weekend, even if it was a 5K. Just all of you just did a tremendous job over yeah. the weekend. And that's why I'm super scared to give shout outs too, because I mean, there are dozens or you know, tens of, you know, people, so many people had their first 5k, their first 10k first half, tons of people ran their first full marathon this weekend. Right. So let's move on to the marathon. Cause I don't want to go super long with this, but marathon Sunday, again, you mentioned this many times we did have the blessing because here's the thing we kept hearing that it was going to get and it was, we saw in the weather apps, the, the trend for the weather was getting hotter towards Sunday as the week went on, you know, as we got there on Wednesday, we could see. Oh, well, the temperature's gone up a couple of degrees for the high, you know, on su Sunday, the projected high, the humidity is going up. And I think it was like a yellow flag, which isn't terrible. I mean, we've seen red flags, um, you know, they, they have like a warning system for the weather and how hard it's going to be to run in. But um, the, the blessing was it was like almost cool, at least until the sun came up for the half. And so a lot of us got in, you know, a decent amount of miles before it got now it was uncomfortable with the back end of the race i'll give it that once the sun got up it's florida i mean it, and it was clear it was beaten down on you but you mentioned it and you were 100 percent right it meant a lot to be able to get a good chunk of the race in, in under comfortable conditions low humidity well i guess maybe that, not low humidity but no sun it saved me mike yeah, <laughs> that, me that weather saved me because i was so worried about the heat because i kept having a flashback to 2020 where the, the course got cut and it was so darn hot. It got hot last year too. And I was like, man, why? I mean, it's just weird like how the Marathon Sunday is because we've had some really cold ones too. But this ended up being so perfect in the morning and it got me a great start, right? So I'll tell you, my first 15 miles were great. That's one five. <laughs> like, like, so like I'm more than halfway done and that's when the sun started really to impact me, but I was more than halfway there. So that, that was a big boost for me. Um, luckily I was in C, I wasn't like in D, E or F. So I got an earlier start a little bit, but yeah, gosh, I just wanted to lock in that weather. It was so comfortable. And I'm sure you got, a, you probably got even further than me because you're faster than me. You probably got it to a good, like 18 or 19 miles while the weather was still cool. I'm guessing. Uh, I wish so. I, well, I, I don't know. You know, I, I know that, well, I got 12 miles in before I fell apart because that's when Whenever Animal Kingdom happened, that's about when my knee my knee was hurting a little bit before Animal Kingdom, but Animal Kingdom finished it off because I, I'm having, I'm fighting this MCL kind of thing and meniscus issue. My knee is really unstable right now, and the thing is like I want to keep running and I want to run at the pace I've run in for the last few years, which is really not how I can do it at this point. And Animal Kingdom is a great park because of its thematic elements, but the footing in the animal kingdom because of the terrain and how it goes up and down and how it's uneven pavement. It just destroyed me. Like while we were in there, like running through Asia and, you know, Africa and all the next time you're in the park, just look down and feel how, how it's, you know, you're, it's like walking on bricks and stuff. It, if you're trying to run and your legs are already wobbly, because again, we'd already done the 5k, the 10k, the half marathon, my legs, like I said, were shot. 
And so my knee was trying to, you know, compensate for shot legs. I was trying to keep running when I shouldn't have. That was it. And, and at that point, though, we had the call to ride Everest. And I know a lot of our lizards got on Everest and did it. I know it, a lot of people forgot to turn off their Garmin's and their, you know, their, their Fitbits and all that stuff. And they got a surprise when they look back at their, you know, their, their map for their 26 miles and their elevation climbs because all of a sudden they're going up 130 feet or whatever. But, you know, it was great. I didn't, I didn't tempt fate. I thought about it for one second. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be lucky to survive this thing. I am not going to get on that roller coaster because I'd done yeah, it before. I had, I had two options because, yeah, you and I, you, me and Paige did it one year. Yeah. It was a blast. And it's hard to get out of that seat when you're like, <laughs> that far hard, into a yeah. marathon. You sit down and like, you just don't want to get up. But uh, I had two options, ride Everest, which would have been great. I went with option two and I bought a beer instead <laughs> because I was just, it that, that part of the course, it can start getting painful. You've been out there a long time. You've been on your feet for a long time. Like you're like close enough where you can taste it, but still far, it's still far away. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy a beer while I'm in Animal Kingdom. And that was a great decision. Um, I had to like slam it because there wasn't much left of Animal Kingdom after I got the right. beer. So like, and I didn't want to like break any rules and take it out of the theme park, you know? So um, quick had a beer and like, that, that's just a tough stretch, Mike. That's that's where it gets so many people. Like you had that, you have Western way around oh. there. You have that long switchback to, to get in the backstage and then you exit out that switchback again. And then, then you hit that long road, that long highway. That's where it's like a two, it's like a two mile stretch. It's like well, 20 nothing. miles, dude. It feels like 20. I'm just saying it <laughs> yeah. goes for, do you remember when they used to have like, I mean, not that this did much for me, but it was at least something. They would have like movies kind of playing, like on the, okay. on the long highway stretches. Okay, let me just tell you, those things bug the crap out of me. Like when I'm tired <laughs> and I'm done, yeah. I don't want to see those big jumbotrons playing the same five minute loop over and over. Like they just drive. Yeah. I know it's, 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 it's something. It is something. But I'm just mad. I'm like, I don't want to see Goofy driving a car into a wall, you know, in some. Those, I don't know. I was just getting fired up at the end of that race. I was so mad at myself. Like I was just like those, it, no, you're right. I'm just kidding, but not really. But it, yeah, no, those things, they had them. We used to go way out to the end of Western Way, almost out to the sign. Remember that? We used to make that right. Thank God we didn't do that. And also yeah. real quick, when we were going through the TTC, DJ Elliott was there on the left yeah. playing music. And he's talking about, he's literally telling everybody on the mic, just get ready. You're going to be going through ESPN Wide World of Sports. You will be in there for 20 miles in seven days. And I'm like, dude, I didn't think we went into ESPN this year. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, or did I misread the course? So so then in my head, because, you know, of course, you're not looking at the map. Then you're like, you know, at mile six or something into the race. I'm like, are we going to ESPN too? I'm like, you got to be joking. So obviously nobody gave him the memo that we weren't going to yeah. thank god well, he used know? to be he used to be he in, did yeah <laughs> i recall so yeah. that's probably why he was thinking that he was cracking i love dj elliott though he's awesome and when i went by him because it, it was 90s theme you know he was talking about how many of you have ever purchased the cd before <laughs> and then a few people raised their hand he's like how many of you used to have a cd walkman in your car with a cassette tape that you would listen to the cd player it was he was just cracking me up um, so that was some good entertainment, but yeah, animal kingdom. And then I called the whole animal kingdom slash blizzard beach parking lot. That whole like six mile stretch. I think it's about six miles. Yeah. It feels like a hundred is like that. You get through that and 
you can just start applauding yourself, man, because that that is a tough tough spot mentally. Because I was I was falling apart there, and I was walking more than I was running. I was just trying to get there. I was just keeping my feet moving, not fast, just keeping my feet moving. But my mantra was just make it to the studios, because I know once you make it to the studios, you're good. Like you can you can push yourself from the studios that stretch between the studios and and you know the boardwalk, and then Epcot, and then you're home. And there's people everywhere at that point. So you know you're there. But yeah, God, that is the worst. And here's the other thing. Blizzard Beach parking lot. At least the last time we went into the Blizzard Beach parking lot, we did go into Blizzard Beach for a brief moment. We went by the wave pool. We ran around in the park for a little bit. This time, man, we just did the parking lot. Like, yeah, forget that. I think that's how it was last year. I think that's how it was last year, too. It was 2020 when they, it was in, yeah, because... I've never not, I've never ran in Blizzard Beach and I got cut the course cut when I was running with Jess in 2020. Okay. So I never got to do that, but it's definitely the parking lot last year. I remember. Oh, but, dude. I'm like, come on now. But I ra- what would you rather have though? Would you rather, because I remember you were saying, because I didn't get to do that. You're like, you get teased by looking at all the water rides. It's so hot. You just want to jump in all the pools. I know. Would you rather have that or run through the hot parking lot? I don't know. It's uh, tough, right? Dude, I, I don't know. I was just glad to be done. But we got so you hit the so and then you hit the studios. You go up the another mountain of a hill, which is a joke, right? I didn't see one person running at that point. When you get that backstage upstairs, you know that gigantic hill by Fantasmic backstage. But the good point is, when you get to the top of it, that's the chocolate stop. And this year, the the I thought the chocolate was better because we got Dove chocolates. I'm not a big fan of Snickers or Milky Way. I hate nougat. I just I hate nougat. And so, but I'll eat it after 22 miles. I'll eat anything after 22 miles but um i thought it was great this year and then you kind of that last stretch of the marathon i mean if you're not emotional and feeling it no matter how you feel like i was feeling really down but my spirits picked up from the studios in because so many people were there strangers and people that we knew people that were just people that just happened to know me from the show or you know uh, relatives of other friends and stuff they picked me up and they got me in, but um, I don't know that for me, the studios is where it's at because you start to get people cheering you on and that carries you in. My mantra is just make it to the studios. Yep. Yeah. Make it to the studios. I, I see uh, Jason saying the same thing here. I wish there was more time in the studios. It really bums me that you go up that big hill, you run around tower tear real quick, you get on sunset and then you don't even get to like Hollywood Boulevard. They just like cut you off like backstage right there. Like, Man, like for 26.2 miles, I feel like we should get more than that in the studios. That kind of bums me out. But you're right, though. That's like you start hitting like a high. You start getting emotional because you know you're almost there. And the rest of the course is just fun. I mean, it's just fun from there. And I I call that the victory lap when you get to the studios, basically. That's my victory lap. Yep, same. And it's always so crowded between the studios and Epcot on that little stretch by the Boardwalk Villas that, you you know, it forces you to slow down. I mean, there's. You're not going to burn through there because they, there's a water stop that takes up a lot of space and a lot of people are walking at that point because you're just yeah. Well, they got that and they got those like extended like fences that like yeah. poke out like yeah. you know like every like gore yourself ever however long it is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it, I mean, there's the, some of the best signs are along that stretch too. You know, I, I don't know For what sure. it is, but that's like Sign Alley, and then you hit the boardwalk and you go back into Epcot. World Showcase though, that last little bit is, I mean, it's the bomb. Like. That's worth the 600 bucks right there. It, it, do you not agree? Because they play like the best every year. They play the best music so loud in Epcot. So loud. When you get there, it is blaring and it's always perfect music. 
This year they were playing 90s tunes, which, you know, because it was a 90s theme for the whole weekend, if you didn't know. Um, and it was just, again, people everywhere, people, strangers offering you beers, margaritas, what had pretzels. And it, it's, it literally is a party from the point you hit Epcot to the finish line. It's awesome. Yep, it's a party. I had, um, they were playing um, Cakes Going the Distance, you know, and I was like fired up running through there. And then it stopped, and then I stopped running. I was like, oh, that's no fun. I'm just going to walk now. But I know, like, with the shout-outs, it's tough because there's, like, thousands of you. We love you all. But we we could not finish this episode without shouting out Team Margarita. Holly and Carrie, yep. love you guys. We've been friends for a long time, and I know you love doing Team Margarita. I, I think they purchased 80 margaritas, Mike. <laughs> like, yeah. and. And Carrie, like Carrie, was so smart about this too. He was working with like the management over yes. there, you know, saying like, "We got this huge running team. They're gonna be like, they're all scattered throughout the course." They were like giving them trays of margaritas, letting them purchase more than the minimum because they, I mean, they knew he was good for it. And they would see him coming in line, and they would already start making the margaritas for him, like so that, you know, I mean, that was just great service. I thought, and not only from, I mean, Holly and Carrie obviously was great service by handling. Handing out the margaritas, but the the Mex uh, was it Cantina? Like I always forget the name of yeah, that. Yeah, the Cantina de San Angel. Cantina. They their management team was spectacular working for working with Holly and Carrie. Uh, love you guys. That was a great margarita. Thank you as always for being there. So awesome. Yeah, I can't thank them enough because again, like I'm sure this is Richard here, Pirate 2031. Um, yeah, that's Richard. Yeah, I'm assuming it was. Um, you know, he, he echoes that shout out to the BOGP cheer squad, you know, whether it was a little kid, that's, you know, a kid of a, another runner, uh, you know, a spouse, you know, a niece, nephew, what have you, just a friend that was there. I'll tell you what I, I honestly, and I kind of talked about this on Mike in the Midwest on the Patreon show this week. I, I don't think I would have made it if it weren't for the random, you know, Mike hang in there. You're going to, you're going to make it, you know, or just the go lizards, just knowing that I'm a part of that team and somebody's pushing me forward. That kind of stuff means more than you than you know. And so if you were out there, because like Scott said, cheering is hard. For a marathon, you're out there forever. I mean, we talk about how long it is to run that stretch. Sometimes these folks that were cheering are out there for five or six or seven hours. I mean, it's it's like a whole work day. And it's hard to stand that long. I mean, it is physically hard to do that and to yell and to scream and to shake a bell. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thanks to everybody who cheered from all of us that out there were running and walking because it, I, I, I know I'm saying this for every one of us that, that participate in the events. Thank you. Because it did lift each one of us up through, through the, through the distances. I mean, absolutely for me, I found out cause it was harder for me than ever. Sunday was the hardest race I ever did. I mean, by far. And without the support of our cheer squad, it, it probably, I probably wouldn't have this medal around my neck. I wouldn't have those ears on the shelf. It's all because of the support of our, our team. That's what a team's all about. Yep. I can't add more to that. Well said, Mike. They are they are the heartbeat of the BR Guest Lizards. And not just for the Lizards, for everyone else. Like, they're just not standing there and, like, not cheering all the other runners that they're not wearing a BR Guest Lizard shirt. No, they're mm -hmm. cheering everybody. They're calling out their name. They're calling out whatever costume they're wearing, whatever sports team shirt they're wearing. They're out there just cheering 12,000 strangers that they don't even know and, like, that just takes so much work and 
I just, I just love them. I, I, just, I just love everyone that's part about this whole community. Absolutely. I can't say that I love you guys enough, but I love you because you cared about us enough to, uh, to show that love this past weekend. So real quick, cause we, we got to kind of wrap. I do have some interviews that we did while we're down there. I'm not going to put them on this show because this show is going to be super long as it is. We're already over an hour, but I will get those out over the next few weeks. Cause we got some great interviews. We'll also talk in the future, um, probably next Friday about the mini golf event that we that we did because that was a hoot and a half over at Fantasia Gardens. I will just say, watch out for Deb Stevens when she has a putter in her hand. Just don't stand downwind because she takes a full swing. Just saying. It was no, it was awesome. We'll talk about that. Scott, though, just real quick so for an update for everybody. How much did we raise at that fundraiser? Because you shared it with me. I think you shared it on the Lizard page, but let's put it out there on the podcast because this was amazing. We had a good time, but it was for a great cause. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty impressed. Like we had 45 people, not like a huge, you know, robust event, but we raised $1,250 for Give Kids to the World. Uh, that includes a company match, um, which we were thankful to get uh, a sponsor for that. But yeah, it, either way, company match or not, I mean, that's money going towards the mission on behalf of the BR Guest Podcast. So thank you for all those that contributed $1,250. That That's going to go a long way. So Kudos to all of you that participated and donated. Like, yeah, uh, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more on another episode. And even like the, the BR guest meet on Saturday, which fortunately is napping. I had a really late one or, or early lunch, late lunch, however you want to say it. I had to get a nap. And so unfortunately I missed that. But I know Alan was there. There was some great trivia that Joe was doing. I think uh, it'd be great to hear a recap on that too, because that sounded like an awesome time. Absolutely. Yeah, the trivia was top notch. I mean, it was Disney Cruise Line level trivia put on by Joe Fickus. So great job there. Thanks to Alan, our perfect marathoner for coming by. And he got to show off some of the swag that Run Disney gave him. It was incredible. But it was just, for me personally, an honor to meet Alan finally, because, you know, this is somebody that's run all the Disney marathons. Well, there was one at Disneyland, if you didn't know, he ran that and all the 30 at Walt Disney World. Yet he always encourages me on Facebook with my injury and my runs. Somebody that that's, he's he's run Disney royalty and he cares about Mike Rallman, who's some clown, you know, like I, it's I love that. He's such a kind gentleman. And just to meet everybody at the meet, everybody came out seeing old friends, seeing new friends. I got to say this too. There was a kid, Matt, Matt. I think Matt tracks is what he goes by on Instagram. This kid, I say kid, cause I'm getting old. He ran his first marathon. He did dopey. He ran his first marathon this weekend. So much energy. I, I love seeing this guy. Like this guy made just pure joy to me over this weekend. I didn't know Matt personally. I'd never met him before this weekend. Just to see the joy of his experience of becoming. And I saw some of his pictures. I didn't get to see him finish. But I saw some of his pictures that after the race, the pure joy of him becoming a marathoner, that he's going to be a marathoner for the rest of his life, and how excited he was on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And I kept telling him, man, dude, wait till Sunday when you cross that line. It's going to be unbelievable. He brought me a ton of joy. So, Matt, I want you to know. you. And also, he was in our video. We were getting ready to get on the train. He was, we're, I was videotaping it for reels and pulling into the station, and Matt was on the train when it came in. He's like, Sorry, Mike, I screwed up your video. You didn't, you made it better, Matt. It was fine. It was awesome. But I mean, that's what these, I know we run and walk and, you know, we get through these races, Scott, but what I really enjoy more than anything else is kind of like the Matt stories, right? The seeing somebody become a marathoner for the very first time or running their first 5k, seeing that joy, that accomplishment, like that is what stuck with me more than even my personal experiences on the course. 
Yep. Um, I totally agree with you. Even those that don't finish. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I get joy out of that. I know that's like a weird thing to say, but um, I met a couple people that did not finish. They got swept on the marathon. And you know what? That just drives you even more. You know, like it takes a lot of courage. I sound like a broken record here. It takes a lot of courage to on registration day, like nine months before the race, to put that credit card info in and hit submit. You know, you're you're dedicating yourself to nine months of training, mo- most likely, if you're not me. <laughs> um, you know, a financial commitment, right? You know, you're, you're if you post it on the social media, you're telling the world that you're doing this. You're telling all your friends and family, I'm going to do this huge thing. You fly down there. You drive down there. You wake up early in the morning. You get to the start line. That is like such a scary thing to do. And don't be discouraged if it doesn't work out. We all have bad days. Like sometimes you just wake up and you're just not feeling it, right? Like your knee's bad or like you you had some bad the night before. Maybe your body's just not reacting well. It's unfortunate when it happens on a big race day, but it, it could happen any day of the 365-day calendar. And sometimes it just happens on a race day. Don't let that discourage you. I'm so proud of all of you that went to that start line. And you know what? Revenge is so sweet. You will get your revenge on these races, you know, and that's going to make it that much sweeter when you cross that line someday. So shout out to those two that couldn't get couldn't get it done. I'm very proud of you as well. I'm proud of all of the BR Guest Lizard community. I couldn't say it better. It's exactly right. You know, we're all a team and we have our days. And you know what? That day, the next day could be the sweetest day ever. And, you know, you got to go. It's it's the peaks and the valleys and the valleys make the peaks just a little bit better. So, uh you know, we're going to be there celebrating with you and helping you through whenever you have a trouble time, but we're going to be there celebrating with you with that sweet victory when it happens. And I can't wait because that's what a team's all about. We are so proud of every single first. I know we had like a bug too going around the team. Some, you know, some of the lizards were getting like, had, had a stomach thing going around. So whew, I feel bad for everybody that got that too. So that was just a mess uh, as well for like Lonnie and Eugene and some other folks. So uh, I'm glad I wasn't in that room, but, and I missed him because, you know, Lonnie's photobombing. He's not in all my pictures, which is kind of a shame. Anyway, so real quick, before we get out of here, medals, let's recap the medals. How do you rate the medals this year? Cause they were, they were different. You know, we saw them on social. We saw like when they announced them and some people were like really hyped about them. And some people were like, whoo, those don't look like they're supposed to look. Those don't look like uh, yeah. you know, marathon weekend medals. Now that we have Metal reveals are tough. Like when you see the photos, you're just like, I, I don't, I don't judge that. I'll just put it that way. I don't judge when I see the medals because I some of those photos don't do it justice. Right. Like I remember princess 2022, like Mulan's medal, like disgusted me. Um, but then I got, it, I was like, Oh man, I love this medal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's something different once around your neck too. I feel like, but, uh, I love the medals, Mike. Um, they had, they're bright, right? They yes. have that 90s flare. Uh, I'm wearing, if you're watching the live video, I'm wearing the 30th, which I, is that's probably my, my favorite. That's my um, favorite for sure. Yeah. I, I just love that 30th. The goofy one is really, it's really heavy. It's a double-sided metal that's got like those cool like retro sunglasses. I think they're really great. I will say last year's marathon weekend medals were going to be tough to beat because it was like the iridescent yeah. 50th, like that Pluto 5K medal. Get out of here! That's like one of the best yeah. medals I ever had. It's a 5K, and, and um, it says something like but, "Return to like Return to Mickey" or something. It's like a dog yes. tag or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's they were, those were spectacular. So I was like, I was kind of nervous. Like, man, that's a tough feat to beat, man, because <laughs> they were so good last year. But they knocked it out of the park again. I was showing them off today at work. That's my tradition. I come to the office wearing all my medals. I go to all my meetings wearing my medals. Like it's a good conversation, icebreaker kind of thing. 
and I was I'm very proud to wear them and yeah, I just, what are your thoughts, Mike? I know you said you liked the, the 30th, the marathon one too. Yeah, I, I loved them. I mean, but again, this is my aesthetic. I'm a big 80s guy. Now this is the 90s theme, but it's retro. And, you know, I've mentioned this before. I listen to a lot of podcasts every morning and I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. I listen to some Disney podcasts. Um, I listen to reality TV podcasts, but I listen to a lot of podcasts on retro like video games, retro toys, you know, TV shows, stuff like that. <laughs> this was my jam. And plus I worked in a skating rink through the entire nineties. Like I ran a roller skating rink. I mean, the swag, the jackets, the shirts, the medals, the ears, everything was just like, Oh dude, I'm back at spinning wheels, roller rink, spinning the backstreet boys, you know, and the offspring. And like you said, like cake and, all the, you know, Weezer and all those songs, you know, Buddy Holly, you know, you know, it's just like, this is my jam, man. This, I'm going back to my glory days. I thought, I thought they pulled off, you know, for a themed weekend, they drilled it. Like the, the music was everywhere. The, you know, they played great music. The costumes that, you know, the announcers wore were great. The medals fit in perfect. I, I thought the theme couldn't have been better. They, they drilled it with this weekend. Yeah. It was my jam. Like <laughs> the nineties, man, that's me. Um, you're more of the eighties. I'm more of the nineties. So the music was great. Um, I love the, uh, the designs too. Like, like we're wearing the jackets. Like I love the bright colors on the marathon jacket. Um, just, I, I did it. I did it. I think it was a spectacular job just to some, wrap it up some, some tweaks with the expo in the future, you know, just to be a little critical, but like, I'm not going to give it like a, I'm not going to downgrade it because of that. Like it, it's an a, like it was an a weekend. Um, the weather helped. Um, Disney worked the magic with that. Yes, they did. Which is amazing how they do that sometimes. But yeah, just everything was just perfect about it. And um, that's why Marathon Weekend is kind of the best. It's kind of the best weekend. It's awesome. It is. We'll have to talk in the future about what Marathon Weekend might look like in 2024 with the announcement of Coast to Coast Challenge coming up. And I know people are already probably losing sleep over the registration for that. Of course, there'll be a Disneyland half marathon the weekend after marathon weekend 2024 so who knows what next year is going to look like you know the, the good news is registration for disneyland is first so everybody it, it, that's gonna in my opinion that'll be a lottery but we'll talk about that going down the road because that was obviously it's the coming buzz. up though it's going to be in yeah, february i know it's like, it's like in, it's like in three or four weeks yeah it's, i think it's right around uh, valentine's yeah. day but people were saying um because of course what do runners talk about in the crowds you know other races and I heard so many people talk about you can try to get in Disneyland. You can try. Every person that I heard was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hardly heard, heard anybody that said, no, I don't think I will. So it's going to be a challenge, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll let the cards fall as they may. We'll figure that out later. We got, we got a few weeks to worry about that, but uh, Scott, I think the fun yeah, part let, of let's recover first. Yeah, and let's then do, let's have like, let's have three weeks stress-free before we start worrying about that. Can let's we do that? I know. Can we? So Scott, again, yeah. it, this weekend, it, it for us with our running team, we're so blessed because you're never running alone. You're never by yourself at the weekend. You're having great meals. We'll talk about my old fashioned later at Citrico's when we celebrated on Sunday night. That was amazing. We'll talk about that maybe next week as well. This, this show has gotten out of control, but uh, it, it was fun because I got to hang with your family. You're like my second family. I was down there solo. So thanks again for another awesome weekend. And uh, you know, let's do it again soon. And princess coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be real soon. It's always our pleasure having you join the family, Mike. 
Emily normally skips out on marathon because of the school schedule. So we just kind of called you like our third, like a like our adopted child, your Emily's you replacement. So that's right. Works out good. <laughs> all right. We're gonna duck out of here. Thanks for hanging with us. And for all the non-runners, I hope that you enjoyed today's show. You know, it was a lot of running talk, but uh, you know, had to recap marathon weekend because we got a lot of runners and it was a lot of fun. So we'll have a trip report coming your way on Monday. Don't uh, miss that. And of course, our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are back. I'm back in the office, ready to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney Trip. Tons of specials out there right now for Walt Disney World. Of course, next week we'll be talking about all the changes that are coming to Walt Disney World. Guess what? You don't have to pay to park your car anymore. Hallelujah. I know Scott approves of that because he's a car renter. That's a good good move. We're going to talk about how you don't have to have uh, afternoon uh, theme park. You can go into the parks later with annual passes and all. We're going to talk about all the news, but if you want to book a Disney vacation, because I'll tell you what, things are looking better. Things are getting, they're trending in the right direction. Things are looking good for 2023. Get that trip on the books now. So swing by the magicforless.com. Also, when you shop online, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It's one extra click that supports everything we do throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And again, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You allow us to put all these shows on each and every week. We never miss a show for you. And our uh, patrons get that bonus show every week. It was all about my really personal thoughts on Marathon Weekend this past week, right as I got home. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get on that, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Follow my buddy right here on the social media, Instagram and Twitter at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, Be Our Guest, you know how to spell that, Be Our Guest Mike, Instagram and Twitter. And of course, Sunday night we'll have a live call-in show. So give, uh, Scott, you going to be there? You guys going out of town or what's the story? Because I'll be on the air. I might be there. Um, We're still trying to figure it out because it's a long weekend and we haven't seen Emily for a little bit. But uh, I will say 75% chance I will be there on Sunday. All right, so we'll have a show either way. So if Scott's there, it'll be way better. But if it's just me, it's I'm definitely going to need your calls. So Sunday night, we haven't done this in a few weeks, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. That's one crazy hour of fun Disney talks. So join us live on Facebook and YouTube this Sunday night. You got off Monday probably, so join us. Let's have fun. All right, we're going to jump out of here and let you get on with your Friday. We'll be back again with you Sunday night. So put it on the calendar. Join us. So for Scott, I'm Mike wishing you a great Friday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.